how stressed are you? On a scale of one to ten, a uh, good eight. Stressed, I'd say a five out of ten. I think the stress levels have definitely been raised. All right, everybody, welcome to an episode of the Power of Country Day Story. I'm Drew Whitman, the director of alumni here at Country Day. And I'm really excited about this episode and the opportunity to share with you all as alumni in our community abroad the tremendous support and emphasis that our school is putting towards health and wellness here on campus. Heading into this school year, we've hired five additional counselor positions on campus to support our students, JK through 12. Three new division counselors to make two at each level, lower school, middle school, and upper school. One additional college counselor to give us four full-time in the college guidance office. And finally, our guest here on this episode, a full-time director of student-athlete development, full-time counselor in the athletic department serving all of our student-athletes. This is a new position that has been established through the vision of our school leadership and made possible by our community. 80% of our students in the upper school participate in athletics. This is a position that is incredibly visible and impactful at the college of professional ranks, but not really in the high school. We are fortunate enough to be one, if not the only uh, school in our area or the Southeast that has this position specifically for athletics. So we're excited to welcome Chachi Sullivan to Country Day as he begins his journey with us and we begin to expand our emphasis on student athlete wellness. Chachi, welcome, man. <clears throat> I know you just started like two weeks ago, but you know, uh, I couldn't wait to share with our alumni wor- around the world the great things you're doing for our kids at all the levels of the school, but specifically with our student athletes, man. So tell our alumni a little bit about yourself and your path here before Country Day. All right. Well, we'll go way back. I was a high school athlete and uh, went to South Carolina State University where I played football for four years. And uh, my time there was uh, unique. I had an interesting uh, football career. But beyond that, um, when I was a senior, my my head coach would do uh, exit interviews. And he asked me, uh, what was I going to do with myself? And um I told him I didn't want to be a football coach. Uh, I had a degree in kinesiology, and uh, he just he laughed, and uh, he told me that it was important for me to um, try to find something I would be interested in doing, and he was going to make me stay on and be a graduate assistant football coach while I figured it out. Um, so I found uh, counseling. I, ma- I got a master's in counseling in 2006. I finished my undergrad in 04 in kinesiology and then went on to uh, my master's in counseling in 06. But during that time, I was working as a football coach, and I didn't really realize how much I would enjoy coaching athletes. So I moved to Charlotte in 2007, was working in the mental health field, private sector, uh, worked with a couple of agencies that are known around Charlotte, Alexander Youth Network. Um, And I had some success with uh, the adolescent population where I was um, encouraged to take a position with, uh, I think, the largest nonprofit uh, mental health organization in North Carolina, which was uh, Easter Seals at the time. I spent about 10 years there working with them, developing a lot of their uh, adolescent mental health programs uh, between Raleigh, Goldsboro, uh, Surrey, Yak, and Iredale, Stokes, Forsyth County, a lot of the rural areas that didn't have a lot of services. Mm. Um, So during that time, I was also coaching uh, sports coaching football, uh, training athletes, which is something I do as a, as a, as a, a labor of love uh, in and around Charlotte and South Carolina, which is where I'm originally from. So I'm traveling up and down the road, training defensive backs all over North and South Carolina. And the truth about all of it was we were having a lot of success sending college guys to college. 
But I found myself not training them for the two hours. It was more so counseling, mm-hmm. feedback, guidance, mentorship. And some of those guys are playing in the NFL today. I watched uh, Stephen Gilmore Jr. Uh-huh. get his uh, two, second interception in two games. Um, there's Israel McQuamu. There's Cam Smith, who just got finished playing at the University of South Carolina. Um, just last night, I was on the phone with Darius Rush, who had like a little hip injury, plays for uh, the Colts. But a lot of these guys are, are having like tremendous success, and, and a lot of it has to do with our mentorship um, and guidance and health and wellness and emotional and all that kind of stuff. So it's been great. It's been my path. It's been my passion. So that's kind of how I ended up where I am today. Why do you think the school's hired new guidance counselors? Um, so that like there's someone you can like talk to if you like need help at school. Because everyone's so stressed out and they don't know what to do about it. I think that they're probably just hiring more guidance counselors because we've seen um, at a lot of other schools and even people who've graduated from Country Day, like mental health circling back and a lot of mental health issues. Um, even if that's not occurring in high school, it's definitely occurring after high school. And I've noticed, especially over the past two years, our school has been like specifically, we've had like the morning meeting talks, the advisory talks about mental health, the new club about mental health too. And so I think it's important to have like more than one guidance counselor because I feel like you can have a different perspective. Well, that leads right here to the next conversation of just kind of where this field has gone to. And you just mentioned the fact that it really is a more organic thing, right? Where you just, your labor of love, which I love is more, you're meeting them where they are with their needs. And it's not so much the physical piece, but the mental piece. But, you know, this is a role that is more commonly seen at the major college and professional level. Can you share the importance of this resource overall, the big picture, right? What you see in the, the, the overall counseling world, but then more specifically the impact on our high school student athletes here at Country Day. Yes. Um, just yesterday, I won't share names, but the, the student athletes are slowly but surely <laughs> kind of calling and texting me. Um, it's very interesting because all of them kind of lead in with, hey, Coach Chach, you know, I don't have a mental health issue, but there are some things I would like to talk to you about. Like, dude, it doesn't matter. But that's it. I mean, that's, that's it. it right there. That's right the there. most important piece. Everyone thinks, and you've told me this before, the, it's all this bad stigma about it. Stigma. Yes. And it's not about that. It's not about It's not about mental health. I was trying to explain this to the student athlete, right? I said, if you have an injury to your lower leg, where do you go? So I go to the trainer. Well, why? Because the trainer's the expert. They can get me back on the field or on the, on the basketball court, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you have a problem with strength, where do you go? Because guys aren't strong enough when they're in high school. They have to continuously work at getting stronger. Well, what happens is athletics have become, they've been studied so much, they identify that when a person's in a great space mentally, emotionally, then it's equivalent to being in a great space, great space physically. And we often work on getting stronger mm-hmm. physically, but we don't work on strengthening our mental health, being able to block things out, being able to focus Right. Those things are not worked on as much. Coaches talk about it, but we don't really give them direction as always. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's our alumni who are listening. know that there's it's a high demand here in everything they do. And so we we always press the physical stuff, but the mental stuff in the athletic world is so big. So and of course, a lot of our alumni that are listening have lower school, middle school, high school students, no matter where you are, that participate in athletics or other extracurricular activities. 
The growing pressure and concern for health and wellness seems like it's increasing each day. Uh, what are some key takeaways that you would give anyone searching for some help to guide their child through the pressures of competition, whether that be in the classroom or in athletics? I think if I'm talking to parents specifically, my, my charge would be to say, hey, whenever we use the word should, right, should is a, a, a leading word that leads to a cognition. Mm-hmm. I define a cognition as a, a belief that is very, very strong. So belief is one layer and a cognition would be an even stronger belief, right? They believe deeply. And we say things like, well, you're a senior and you should, mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. Or, hey, by this time, you know, you should be able to dot, dot, dot. And that that is the belief of someone else. That's not necessarily the belief of your child. I think that it's, it's very, very important that parents are highly involved with their with their young person, right? But at the same time, we often add pressures indirectly or by default. And some pressure is, is positive, but when we put young people under the gun, they have to have some type of resource to move matriculate through the processes we are we as adults we problem solve differently than adolescents and so what we're seeing or what we're saying is probably true we can kind of anticipate what that person's future looks like and they can't so sometimes as adults we add pressure to young people when we're not meaning to even as coaches Mm -hmm. it happens all the time right and having the position like the position that i'm in we're able to kind of talk about how a young person may perceive what you're saying because sometimes they listen to the tone and not the message, right? And I'm kind of here to help translate for those young people. You talk about the pressure that is not even spoken about, right? So I'll use the, for years at Country Day, you should go to college. Correct. That's the expectation. And, and it should be, right? That's, that's where we are. But, you know, everybody is not in that same, and they're here to get an education, but the next step is truly up to them. But we put this the preconceived notion that you should now it's getting into athletics right mm-hmm. and and with social media with the with the the issue of comparison the comparative nature through social media now it's turning into you should go play in college and it, and it's I, it's putting our young people at the younger and younger ages that I got to do this 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 and this and it's putting the pressure on the parents that if I'm not doing this I'm letting my kid down I'm not setting my kid up for success and so now we have the academic piece that's been there for a while now it's the athletic piece and I'm not putting my son or daughter in the, in the best position possible to go play in college when it, it, just give me some thoughts on that because of the expectation that we've created as a, as a society now on now it's, man, if I'm not playing a sport that's going to get me to college, I'm not going to play the other sport because I got to play in college. Yeah. The, the, the real time expectations now have, have are out the roof and you're right. Social media has done a, a doozy mm-hmm. on our adolescence and, my thoughts around it is we have to kind of build young people to to be able to have what we would call um, introspect, right? If you look at Maslow's hierarchy, self-actualization is the top of the doggone pyramid. Mm-hmm. Well, we're asking the adolescent to be at that place. Mm-hmm. And the reality is sometimes when a coach is being realistic or honest with the kid, it can come off as brutal. You don't believe in me, right? So we have to have some type of a balance. And, and with those young, with the people that we're working with, if they don't have the balance, then you lose the player because now they believe that you don't trust or believe in what they're doing. So being realistic with them, having realistic expectations, I think where parents oftentimes are pushing and pushing and pushing because they want the best for their kid. Why do you bring your kid to Charlotte Country Mm -hmm. Day? Because it's the best situation 
in this area, yeah. in the greater Charlotte area, this is this is it. Yeah. Right. So the parents are in the right direction. But you're already you've already done your job as a parent by getting them to a place that you that has great tradition, great history. You've done that. Now you have to trust that this place is still the right place. Yeah. So then allowing the coaches and the staff and the faculty to do what it is that they are here yeah. to do. Um, well, I think that's the that's the 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 power of the resources that we're providing as a school, right? Not, and not only the, all the counselor positions that have been added, but but this one in particular, where you know we're we're staying ahead of the game and doing our job to again to your point, when you put them here, you've done your job as a parent. Right now, it's about trusting yes. and, and and us continuing to have a growth mindset as a faculty and staff. Um, but I mean, this is again where we're headed with athletics and academics combined. What a resource it is. You're listening to the Power of Country Day Story with the Director of Alumni Relations, your host, Drew Whitman. So lastly, you know, let's, <clears throat> with this being a new position here at Country Day, um, just share some of the vision that you might have. I know you just started and, and we're trying to, we're trying to navigate it, but it is truly a blank slate, man. Give 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 our alumni a little bit of a, of a vision to what you plan for this new position. All right. So what I see is this new position. First, I have to kind of make sure that I've met with guidance, mm-hmm. um, that I've met with a freshman seminar, because collectively guidance and freshman seminar have been doing a really good job of understanding their population, right? And where I have to go and meet and make sure that I'm trying to add value to the things that are already here. Um, so what I see is I am, I envision three kind of subsets of athletes here. Uh, the transitional athlete, whether they're coming from traditional school into private or the 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 kid leaving the middle school mm-hmm. coming into high school. I, I consider them in that transitional department. So they're going to get uh, a very similar thought process, but meeting them where they are is going to look very different. Yeah. Right. Whereas the larger subset of, of, of young people would be in my motivation empowerment group. Like they're here, they're doing a good job. They're doing well, but they still have doubts and areas about things. So I'm here to uplift, empower, make sure that they have a great evening routine, right? Yeah. So that they have a great morning routine, yeah. just teaching them how to te- uh, to think uh, forward thinking, be proactive versus reactive, which is something that you'll hear me kind of go back to a lot. And then we have our subset of athletes who are, either entering their junior year or entering their senior year, and it's not going the way that they thought it would go, no. right? You have great big plans as a freshman. Yep. And by the time I'm a senior, all these things will have been accomplished. But you're a senior now, and they haven't been. So where do we go now? We're kind of off the script. These are my movie stars. These are, are the people that I foresee spending the most time with. Mm-hmm. And this could be underclassmen, too. I just use the juniors and seniors as, as examples. But I would see myself doing more individualized work with them to make sure that we're getting them back on script, mm. back back into this movie that they were designing. Because it may not be Georgia yeah. or Georgia Tech, but it may be, you know, different schools yeah. that, that would that would fit their um, but at the same academic time, profile. But at the same time, like I heard you say before, it's giving them the tools to handle it. One day. Right. And no equip them, not just so they can come get the answers from you, but then they could eventually have the answers themselves. Correct. And and, and truthfully if you talk about any type of counseling, any type of mentorship, any type of life coaching is really about an adult being a tour guide. Mm. They're going to figure this stuff out. We're going to present options. Hey, if you make this decision, a, here's what it'll look like. If you make decision B, 
here's what it'll look like. Ultimately, you want them to be able to pick the right decision, right? We give them what we call in the clinical world the illusion of choice. One option may be ridiculously not good, and the other option may be unbelievably good. Well, when you present that to them without a doubt, you're teaching them how to make decisions. Now we can celebrate the success and build from there. So we're going to make sure that they have a realistic understanding of where they are, um, what's attainable, you know, what's a what's a dream type goal, and we can aim for those. But then if we don't mm. reach the stars, yep. you know, where's the moon? Yep. You know, and that's kind of how I see it. Yep. Um, I would like to do um, maybe monthly topics, relationships. That's got a lot to do with how high school athletes perform and how they matriculate through this process. Yeah. Not just girlfriend, boyfriend, or you know, significant yeah. other relationships, but even how to manage relationships with, with other people. Because yeah. emotional wellness is how you respond to people. Yeah. Ultimately. Well, well and I think <clears throat> speaking of relationships, I think this is this is powerful because kids kids navigate towards different relationships. And so the the problem might not be in athletics, but it's it's at home, it's in the in the classroom, but there's a trust and relationship built within athletics for that young person that allows you to help them in a way that they might not think and our community might not think that you're a value to the school. It's not just, you know, the athletic mindset. It's it's the relationship that you can expand beyond the athletic role to help them in another aspect, just simply because of the the relationship between athletics and that, that kid um, will help them in the other aspects of their life. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. I, um, I believe very strongly in a, a ecological system theory, which is basically five different ecologies that make up a, a young person's life. Right. And it's interesting because you have the peers, the community, the family, the school and the individual. Well, when it comes to decision making or we're making positive or negative decisions, the individual weighs the least. The peers actually weigh more than the family. These are things that we don't talk about. So as much as a parent can have great structure at home, right, and they can they can have the, the greatest upbringing, still, based on who they associate with, it's going to have more impact on what the parents are instilling in the kid. So it's to me, if a young person can show me their peers, I can show them their future. Yeah. Right now, you're at a place like Country Day. Well, it's significantly a greater opportunity to be around positive peers, people are trying to achieve what you're trying to achieve. But just imagine if you take two young people that have bad habits and you put them together, they're mm-hmm. not going to go talk about the Pythagorean theorem, <laughs> right? They're going to go and do whatever those habits are. Yep. And the, the negative peers can actually influence to do so. Yeah. So we have to make sure that they, that they understand how they put themselves at risk or put themselves in a bad situation or even hang out with the kid who's got the negative comments about the coach and it rubs off on them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just, again, the ability to put people on campus to make sure our kids are are having every resource they have to be successful because there's so much to it, right? There's the on-campus behavior, off-campus behavior, on the field, off the field. Um, It all blends together. To have people here consistently, not just showing up at 3.30, but here all day is is tremendous, man. So, Josh, we're we're jacked, man. I I am. I know our kids are. They're just trying to figure it out right now, but I think quickly they'll realize your phone will be blowing up. Hopefully you get that work phone pretty soon and uh, so you can <clears throat> shut it off at times. But it's going to be blowing up, man. And I, I hope our community realizes the, the impact that this is going to have. Um, and, you know, come by, meet them, come see what we're doing, man. But, Chaj, appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Power of Country Day Story. 
with your host, Drew Whitman. I'm your producer, Tiana Miller, and you can keep in touch with Drew Whitman at drew.whitman at charlottecountryday.org.